0: To episode number one hundred,
1: wow! Of UConn 360.
0: Can you believe it, Julie? One hundred episodes. We're very
1: impressive. We're a hundred years old. I feel like since we started <laughs> doing this,
0: we finally made it to the triple digits. Of course, UConn 360 is the only podcast known to science that covers the University of Connecticut from every conceivable angle. You're joining us in a very special episode. I'm your facilitator of sorts. My name is Tom Breen. I'm coming to you from beautiful stores, Connecticut. Joining me as always, my co-host and friend, Julie Bartuka. Julie, congratulations on 100 episodes.
1: Congratulations to you. This is very exciting. I feel like we need to like do a jump the shark situation or something. We need, we need to celebrate this pretty big today.
0: We've got a big celebration planned. I think people are going to be really excited about this. I do want to say In lieu of the headlines, this is a real thing that happened to me today. I'm not making it up just for the podcast. There's a a new graphic designer uh, who's starting at University Communications. And Mm -hmm. when new people start, they are led around to meet everyone in the building. And when he came over to meet me, the wonderful Jen Cody introduced me and said, oh, this is Tom Breen. And I swear, he said, oh, I know you from the podcast.
1: Oh, my God. You are making that up for our 100th episode. I'm
0: not. I am not. That is 100% true. And then he went out and he he commented about the things he had liked on previous episodes. (gasps) He wasn't just lying.
1: Oh, I like him already. That's awesome. We're going to be very navel gazy today, I think. So hopefully people really do like us because we're going to talk
2: about (laughs) ourselves.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, this is going to be intolerable. (laughs) This is going to be like one of those recordings. They they, they play to prisoners to get them to break <laughs> if you don't like our banter. So anyway, that's my new favorite lakeside worker. But, you know, I have a lot of favorite lakeside workers, Julie. Do uh, you? I do. I, I do. think I, I can
1: think of one who's no uh, longer a lakeside worker.
0: Yeah. If you had to if you had to pick a favorite former lakeside worker, who would you pick?
1: Leonard Blanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leonard's a great guy. Leonard's a great Leonard's guy. A great but guy. no, no. I mean, yes, Leonard. But. Even more relevant to UConn 360 than Leonard Blanks, the co-founder, co-host, the technical wizard himself, Mr. Ken Best. Ken, welcome back to UConn 360.
3: It's good to be back, although I couldn't get my sound working first. None of us could. We're really could, bad at this. It's been a year since I've had to do this.
1: <laughs> Have you been gone a whole year, Ken?
3: Uh, next week will be a year.
1: Wow. How's it going?
3: Well, I'm hanging out. I'm at the of Sound Studio. Which we created during the pandemic. Yeah. Been doing radio here, pre-recording for WHUS and working on a couple of projects. So I'm staying out of trouble. You're mostly.
1: semi-retired, semi-retired.
3: I guess,
0: yes. Still doing WHUS. Anything on those projects you can talk about? Is it too early in the stages to tell us what you're working on?
3: Well, I'm still doing WHUS. Wednesdays from 2 to 5 now, With it shifts every semester, as you know. And I've just finished this morning recording Wednesday's episode. So That's already taken care of. I have to upload it and uh, post a playlist. We're back to doing that. Okay. And then the project I'm working on, which is going to take a while. It's going to go up in January, at least that's the plan. I have all this stuff here, as you know. You can see in the background, the wall of sound stuff. And I've been working on other projects. But I've got all this memorabilia from my writing about rock and roll and collecting for records and other stuff. And so we're going to put that up in the Babbage library lobby in those cases that are there for art exhibits. And I'm working with Gene Nelson on that. And it's going to be a good exhibit, I think. I'm taking the time to to think it through for a change, (laughs) making it up as I go when I do reading.
1: Very nice. Any teasers of what kind of things people will be able to see at that exhibit?
3: Well, I've got a lot of press materials from when I was a reporter in the old days. In fact, if you let's see if I can raise this up just a little bit, this is
1: an audio medium, Ken.
3: Yes, I know. But in the background, you can see a picture.
1: The Blues that's, Brothers.
3: That's the Blues Brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. and that came in an edition of Billboard magazine before the film came out. It's Aykroyd and Belushi in the black suits and the sunglasses with the police car in a junkyard that says "Production has begun." Oh. So I've got a lot of stuff like that and books. There are. Joel Whitburn, the guru of record research for Billboard magazine for 40 years, recently passed away. He's the guy who did the chart books, and I've got a bunch of those things and all the biographies and autobiographies and histories of rock and roll figures, people that I've interviewed over the years, the authors, some of the musicians themselves. And most people don't realize that there's a whole... A collection of all these things in libraries around the country, but I've tried to be selective in what I've been getting. So it's a lot of first editions of things. And then there's all these special editions of Rolling Stone magazine and guitar player magazine that I've received over the years where they name the top 500 songs, mm-hmm. and top 100 singers and guitar players, stuff like that.
1: That's cool. I used to have a stack of Rolling Stone magazines, waist high in my closet in high school. That was my big dream. And here I am. Live in the dream. <laughs>
3: so I'm trying to work out, work out the thought process of what should go together. So, that yeah, makes
1: sense. will everything have little blurbs you write up? Well, yeah, blurbs. that's the
3: other thing is I've got to do a lot of writing to explain it. You know, there's always these cards on the wall in the museums, mm-hmm. and I have to do those. And we're also hoping that we can get some programming done that goes along with it. I know there's, I've got a lot of friends in the faculty from all my years covering the school of fine arts and I'm hoping we can maybe do some class kind of stuff and maybe get some performance. Who knows?
1: That'd be pretty great.
0: That'd be fantastic. It's up to me. (laughs) As we get closer and closer, keep us posted so we'll we'll have you back on to talk about it when people can go and see.
3: The hope is to get it up the beginning of the spring semester. 23. So that it'll be up for the entire semester. And if there's programming, we can have it during that time. Awesome.
0: I know that when you were a reporter, you interviewed a lot of prominent musicians. Is there anyone that sticks out in particular? Like, did you ever interview Lou Reed and he was really rude to you? As (laughs) I I assume Lou Reed was in every interview.
3: I interviewed Al Cooper and he was a little bit rude, but that's just who he is. In fact, that was the very first time I did an interview at WHUS over the phone when we were in the barn before they moved back to the student union and I hadn't used that equipment before and I was a little bit late in getting into the building because nobody knew who I was and I needed some help with the equipment and he was very upset that we were late we oh. were, I wasn't punctual enough for him
1: you'd think that a rock star wouldn't wouldn't care about things like punctuality. well
3: you know people are people
1: do you have a favorite story from somebody you interviewed
3: well there's lots of good stuff. In fact, one of the things that I shared recently with Professor uh, Jeffrey Agbar, who, as you know, is the expert in hip-hop and, and rap, when I was on my first newspaper job, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, you know, the groovemeister himself, he was from Plainfield, New Jersey, originally. And that's where the newspaper that I worked for was originally based. And he was doing the Mothership Connection Tour, where they had literally a made-up thing of a spaceship going across the crowd above them, landing on stage, and then Sir Nose Devoid of Funk would jump out of the (laughs) the silk pillow limo to address the crowd uh, during that Sounds like your kind of thing. So I was there at Madison Square Garden for that concert and saw it. And then the next day, went back to New York to the Plaza Hotel to interview George Clinton. Oh, wow. Who it was it was a bizarre interview, as you might expect. It was being filmed. In fact, I, I watched the documentary on Parliament Funkadelic, thinking that it might show up and some of it might be there, but it wasn't. He was very entertaining. He was smoking what looked like a cigar, but was a big joint. <laughs> he was wearing platform shoes that were about seven inches in height, sitting on the bed talking to me. And he he said, Well, you know, he asked about the barbershop that he used to work in at Plainfield, which I had no clue about. He says, well, if you look under the floor, you find some good stuff there.
0: (laughs) I I am going to scour the Internet for this footage. This is now my new holy grail to find (laughs) Ken and George Clinton at the height of his fame. Well, I
3: I, I can send you the transcripted. Of course you can. I bet we'll have
1: it in our inboxes by the end of this interview,
3: because one of the things that I've been doing is tracking down my old news clips that have the actual photos and dates, because. If you're in the newspaper business, you, you you save your stuff, you stick it in a file, or maybe you, in the old days, we used to use the rubber cement and glue it to a sheet of paper and then stick it in a notebook for maybe some use later on. And I did that, but that's not very good if you want to try and display it. So I, I have identified some sources online that have the uh, old newspapers in all over the country now. There's actually two separate services, and I've managed to get most of what I've been looking for. So. I'm Very hoping nice. we can include that in the, in the exhibit as well. Cool.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Ken, I hope you'll you'll stick around. And once again, fill co-host duties as we talk to some other folks, some other guests.
3: Well, I have did 86 or 87 episodes. I might as well stick around for this one. I think. You Absolutely. have to.
1: It's like Johnny Carson when, you know, the first guest would stay on the couch and add some Is color.
0: It, does that you make me Ed the the McMahon? Up.
1: You're I'm Ed McMahon. The... Yeah, I'm Johnny Carson, obviously.
0: Okay. All right. I'll be Ed McMahon. <laughs> Uh, That sounds fine.
1: I'm super excited about our next surprise.
0: Yeah, this is not an exaggeration to say that, like, sometimes when we were discouraged about the podcast, you know, something discouraging would happen. Like, I don't know, for example, a group of people would hate us because of the (laughs) history corner.
1: This only happened one time.
0: Um, And it was my fault. (laughs) Or, you know, I mean, something wouldn't work out when we, we didn't win an award that we were up for, something like that. One thing that we could always count on to reliably keep us going was the support and enthusiasm of our next guest. This is someone who uh, was there from the beginning. And we are a fan of this person. I said, this this person is not a fan of the podcast. We The podcast is a fan of this person coming to us all the way from the city of the big shoulders. I hope I'm correct on that. UConn alum and snazzily dressed, Mr. Steven Winchell. Stephen, how are you?
2: I'm great. This is a surprise for me as well. A huge honor to be here, especially with the original three here. what a what a treat. <laughs> city Thank with broad for- shoulders, by the way. you're close.
0: God's close, close. All right. all right. So, uh, close, for those close. of you who who don't know outdated nicknames, that's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why Chicago.
1: why, why is it called that? I'd have never heard that in my life.
0: You know, I've been here about
2: ten years. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's it's like a working class kind of
0: city. Gotcha, it's, gotcha. Uh, if I were to make a guess, yeah.
3: The Bears. The bears. bears.
0: Obviously, yes. The Bears. So, my reference is naturally dressed. You're wearing a, a, an authentic vintage uh, Yukon. I am. With, with a classic Jonathan logo. Yeah, some
2: would say this is what the, the 80s logo. 80s until I have this little chart here. Until 2002. Is that correct? I believe that is, so. That is correct.
3: All right. I, I can got ver- it. verify that because the first edition of, of the alumni magazine that I did. Carried the new logo information. There. Oh, there you go.
1: There you. Go. It was very it similar, though the one that came in after that, right?
3: It was well,
1: yeah. A little less... more cartoonish looking, though.
3: Yes, well, that was the move. Perhaps. That was the move to to make it easier to reproduce. Yes, in in many things because it was the same image, but it was thicker lines.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a similar T-shirt that I recently acquired. It's a good Jonathan Farrah Fawcett Jonathan.
2: Oh yeah, this is Homefield. I think is yep. the, the brand. They're doing some good work there. I just saw they did the 1970s baseball logo tee. Oh, so, cool! Uh, shout out to Homefield. <laughs> shout, shout out to Homefield. <laughs> they need, <laughs> Thank our, you they for need our providing our help. Half
0: of my uh, t-shirt collection now. Stephen, you are a UConn alum, and That's um, right, yes, I know you you come back occasionally to visit campus. If if people are listening to this, let's say they haven't been back to campus in a while, that they, they, they themselves are alumni. Maybe they've never yeah. been here. What would you What would you tell them to do? What, what What should they look for when they come back? What's different?
2: Like I said, I've been in Chicago for about ten years before the pandemic. I would try to make it back about two
0: times a year. This has
2: been the longest stretch that I have not been to stores, and I could just feel it. I was like, I got to get back. Got to get back on that sacred ground. It has changed a lot. Obviously, I graduated in two thousand eight, which seems like just yesterday in a lot of ways, but impressive new buildings. Fairfield way is, is like full of beautiful, a mix of old and new, but it still has all that charm, like all that green space, all the trees, beautiful views. Where was I? I was right by North and I was looking down at hillside and just kind of seeing all the buildings. Absolutely. Beautiful. I would definitely go back to the Dairy Bar. If you're without it, you kind of forget how great that is. I would definitely go to Horse Barn Hill. Student Union is lovely to go back and just kind of see everything and see how everything's changed, too. It's really something. It really goes to show that UConn is just a constant changing, constant building, always kind of one foot into the future, one foot in the past kind of place. So it's a real thrill to go back. It really warms my heart to be there. You're, you're you, doing your um, job oh, better than ahead. we
0: are. No, no, you go
1: ahead. I was gonna say you well, so first of all, for those who don't know, Steven, we joke that Steven is our biggest fan, but he's just very <sighs> uh my husband actually got mad at me because he's like, I'm the biggest fan of Yukon 360. I'm like, okay, you could I'll give it to
3: him. him, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: But but you <laughs> I don't, just always, I don't want to fight your husband. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't need to fight you. Don't worry. He just always <laughs> you engage with us on Twitter, you reached out to us pretty early on and we're like, Hey, we should meet up at the beanery and yeah, that talk was great. about the podcast. And yeah, we got to meet you and it was pretty nice. And it, it made us feel very validated in what we were doing, that we actually oh, were reaching geez. someone who was an alum who cared about UConn and and you do podcasts too. Sure. Yeah. You were into some kind of like comedy stuff when you were here at UConn, when you were in school. Yes, what, what kind yeah. of things were you doing?
2: Back then we had a huge, I can't speak for it now. We had a huge glut of improv groups on mm-hmm. campus that I spent way too much time with. I believe when I graduated, there was four or five different improv groups, which wow. is a lot, maybe four too many, I would say, but that's how <laughs> improvisers are. They they like to start their own thing. But I did that and I worked at the Daily Campus. I was the editor of the comics page. So I kind of tried to do comedy on stage and then comedy in print as well. And as far as the podcast goes, it was honestly a thrill that this exists. I remember back when you started and this is just great timing on and this is like cosmic things lining up I was in a position at my previous job where I had a lot of time I could listen to podcasts and I thought hey there's a podcast about everything is there a podcast about Yukon not just sports just like Yukon in general and I just googled Yukon podcast and I think it was like episode three by that point like I just Happened to get on right when you started. That's so funny, and it was just everything I wanted about a UConn podcast. And just yeah, the pleasure is mine, honestly.
1: That's great. You and one of your friends from the improv groups and the comics and all that, Sean Rose, have a, a running argument. I will say that you, uh, yeah, of course, you tend to subject generations of UConn <laughs> Daily Campus readers to. Can you can you yes. tell us about that? Because I, I think It'd it's be fascinating.
2: It'd be a pleasure. It's if there's one legacy I have, I'm glad it's this. Uh, <laughs> My friend, Sean, who graduated in 09, he moved out to Chicago as well. We've been doing comedy stuff pretty much since we met in college. And he he lived in Towers, which is, I, I can't speak for what it is now, but back then it was like a real jewel. That's where like the nice dorms were, the great dining hall. And I lived in West, which I can probably speak to what it's like now, a bit of a, a fixer upper. I think that's a, a generous <laughs> way to say it. And you know, I took a lot of pride in my dumpy little dorm and he took a lot of pride in his glistening brand new dorm. And we imagined up a long-standing feud between the two. The people in towers were very hoity-toity and the people in West were kind of like uh, the working man. And that kind of spilled over. Once we graduated, we decided to write dueling letters to the editor at the Daily Campus where we would just kind of insult each other and the respective dorms over the semester. So that's what, three months or so, uh, we would do one letter a week and just kind of see what happens. And we did this for a while and it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's also seeped into our personal life when we were visiting campus the other day, it was just like, look at this dump. And I was like, no, this is, look at how close this is to the library. Look at how close this is to Gamble. You have to go all the way up this hill and it smells like cow poop the whole, you know, every day. So it's, it's been going on for a long time and yeah, to, to share that with the Yukon community, especially during, co- you know, we wanted to give people a laugh and why not in the letter to the editor page? Why not?
1: I just always like how they, they are presented as if they are 100% <laughs> serious. And I'm sure oh, some people are very confused by.
2: Yes. By and letters. I was, I was very, I, I'm. The closest I get to campus is listening to your podcast. So I don't know how people took it on campus, but I I always like to assume that people in West read it and kind of pump their fist, like yes, <laughs> this guy, yes, we do hate towers. Actually, <laughs> I doubt that's what happened, but that's what I would like to imagine. I,
0: I like Probably to imagine too. too. I, I like to imagine that people in other dorms feel left out. They're like, well, what what well, about they South? What about what about alumni? You know? Oh, they about- should. Shouldn't, yeah. I would think there's only
2: two dorms in my mind.
1: South of anything would be the cream of the crop for me, from my perspective.
0: South is great, those big (laughs) suites,
2: oh, beautiful place, but unfortunately, it is. Uh, It just boils down between West and towers. I don't make the rules here.
0: So I know that you are a busy and creative guy. Is there anything you would like to plug or tell our listeners about or warn our listeners to avoid? Avoid
2: towers, please. Don't (laughs) live there. No, I'm on Twitter, S-A Winchell, W-I-N-C-H-E-L-L. I'll talk about whatever I'm doing. I'll make a lot of bad jokes. Feel free to follow. And I guess I would just tell the listeners what a... What a great podcast you're listening to. These these three are fantastic. <laughs> it is a real dream come true for me to be here. Real bucket list moment for me. So so thank you very much for having me. And yeah, check me out on Twitter if, you, if you'd if like. We
1: paid him to say that. We,
0: paid.
2: we did. I'll come on every podcast if you'd like to say it. Uh, you can make a little soundboard of me being like, this is great.
0: <laughs> I'll do that for free, for sure. We'll, we'll put your your Twitter handle in the show notes. I've I've learned after a hundred episodes to start putting things in the show notes. So, you know, it's finally getting the hang of this podcasting thing.
2: Oh, yeah. We're, we're just
1: flying starting. by the seat of our pants here.
0: Learning is a lifelong process. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know we'll be talking to you in the future. Oh, that'd be great. And thank you so much for having me again. Real bucket list for me. So thanks. All right.
1: All right.
2: Julie, mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what comes next, so you're going oh,
1: to have to... Oh, Maxine!
0: All right. <laughs> All right. That was perfect timing. That
1: was the most perfect timing. Oh! Right. oh. Right. oh. That I'm was like the that. most perfect timing.
0: We should give Maxine a proper introduction. Julie. Totally.
1: So Steve Winchell's awesome, but there are there are many, many people who have made the legacy of UConn 360 what it is. And, you know, we have favorites, favorite people who, who have come across our, our microphones and headphones and telephones and this next one is another Yukon alum who is very near and dear to our hearts this is our former intern slash student worker slash fourth member of the UConn 360 gang welcome Maxine Filivong to the podcast
4: thank you I'm so excited to be back I don't have a microphone anymore which okay. I guess makes me like a fake podcaster now
3: <laughs> that's all right um, it's all right. You'd be surprised how many don't have microphones.
4: I know. I used to have one, but I lost it in, in my move. I moved to Brooklyn. So
0: Congrats.
4: Thank you. Thank you. I lost a bunch of stuff because I just can't fit it anywhere anymore. But I didn't lose the I know. Me, I audio, but I didn't lose the UConn 360 thing.
0: Yes. I him now. For for those of you who well that's everyone because no one can see this because it's audio but <laughs> on the wall in Maxine's room is a beautiful UConn three hundred and sixty logo which we gave her as a gift of our appreciation when she graduated. So Maxine, what have you been doing since graduating? Obviously a very strange time to graduate from college.
4: Yeah, right. Like the height of pandemic. That summer, I decided to, like take it off and just like kind of like find out what I wanted to do. But then in November, I started a job at a tech company called Trina Road. I started off as a video editor and then the next year I moved on to being the podcast producer. Hey. So still, still in the podcast game, baby. It's like you um, had the perfect experience to set you
1: up for I know, that professional
4: right? success. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can thank UConn360 for that because I <laughs> can put it on my resume. So, so
1: are award, you still doing winning?
4: that? Award winning. Yeah, I'm still doing that. I'm going on like two years here now, which is so much fun. And I continue to live on the UConn 360 legacy by being in podcasting. That's
2: awesome. We, yeah.
1: we are so proud. What type of podcast are you producing?
4: So I produced three podcasts for this company. It's all about cycling. And I don't know anything about cycling, which is so much fun. <laughs> I'm not like, I don't know if anyone got like the vibe for me, but I'm like the least athletic person known to man. So it's just like, it's, peak comedy that i'm doing like athletic stuff now it's called the ask a cycling coach podcast which is a live podcast every thursday the signs of Game faster podcast where the host interviews scientists or researchers in the cycling space and then the successful athletes podcast which is more like a marketing thing where we interview successful athletes and get their stories on what brought them into cycling and stuff like that and i am never on mic which is great for me so this is like the first time since i've been on in 2020 but I've been on a podcast since. So I don't know. I'm not feeling very comfortable on No, right now, you're doing fantastic. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. It's it's nice that you're doing all the behind the scenes stuff on those. Those sound very interesting. And it's cool. Like you don't have to have an interest in this thing. You just have your, you know, your journalistic chops and your editing and producing chops that you worked on with us yeah. and at UConn. So I'm sure it's going great. Yeah, it's so much fun.
0: Producing a live podcast—that must be kind of a challenge. What goes into that?
4: So I got pretty lucky, and we use the software called OBS, and we also use Zoom, like everyone uses. So I pretty much just like run the mixing board and stream it live to YouTube every Thursday. I don't know how to describe what goes into it because I feel like I have tunnel vision every time I do it, and I forget everything. But it, I make it happen. I don't know. Like, you black oh, out, and then it's over. I black out, and it's over. Black that's what live hours. radio
3: is like you just yeah. do it and it goes out there and you never apologize because nobody exactly. else is going to know that you made a mistake yeah
0: yeah because when you when you said the phrase live podcast i felt a shiver of fear on my spine just thinking like i could ne- i would just freeze up having to do anything live we did one live show on 360 and i think i didn't say anything the whole time
1: <laughs> and it wasn't even live it was recorded live but it yeah, was in front, it of, it was front go, of an audience which didn't is, go yeah. out immediately. that's right yeah, yeah it wasn't right.
0: even really live yeah
1: yeah Well, you graduated, you were the first class that had the virtual graduation because you were right right there in 2020. Did you come back to campus at all since then? Have you,
4: have you had closure? No, No, I haven't. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the virtual graduation was like enough for me. Also, I couldn't go back to campus like that whole year, right? right. Because I had a pandemic. So what was I going to do? And then I was living in New Haven for like another year before I moved to Brooklyn, which would have been just another hike to go back to campus. But eventually I will, because I've been raving about Yukon Dairy Barn to everyone in Brooklyn, just try to trying <laughs> to sell it. No one's getting it. So I will make my way back to campus and I will get that ice cream if it's I'm the last thing I do. Spread the gospel out there in Brooklyn. I know. No one's believing me. It's the same with like I've been fighting for my life in New Haven Pizza. Oh, Oh.
1: I know. New York is a really tough place to fight for that. But I think we have some good national recognition that New Haven Pizza is the best pizza.
0: I feel like uh, New Yorkers just don't want to acknowledge that something from as close by could be better than something in New York. So they just kind of like pretend they don't know about New Haven Pizza. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So do you like Brooklyn?
4: I love Brooklyn. I don't plan on moving ever again. <laughs> so moving not, is not, terrible. Moving is terrible. I don't know if you guys have ever lived in New York, but it's terrible to move. My mom tried to drive a U-Haul through the streets, oh, no. also fighting for her life. I have never seen my mom more terrified of anything before. She was like dodging cars.
1: Maxine, have you listened to Yukon Three Hundred and Sixty at all since you left?
4: I have. Okay, yeah. I know. Maybe it seems like I haven't, but I have. That's I'm good. one fan. You guys took a hi- hiatus. You we know did. I was on that first episode back Or listening to that first episode back Number one fan And will always be number one fan I'm so oh, happy to you. hear
1: that Yeah, we did We, you know Ken retired I had a baby We weren't going to make Tom do it by himself So
0: Took a little I, break I, I do You know want know a TomCast? Been... TomCast
1: <laughs> I, I think we do want a TomCast no,
0: Nobody wants There's no market for that um, <laughs> I, I do know you were listening Because you complimented me on actually getting a real microphone And when <laughs> In my, in my home office, I do have a real microphone. I'm, I'm here at the, the office today. I don't have one. But yes, no, you're right. The, the sound quality greatly improved when I finally bought a microphone.
1: I hope no one cares about sound quality at this point, because honestly, we've been all over the map. It's just it changes every week. I don't know. Sometimes like I have to record these when I'm home, working from home, because if I record in my office, it sounds like I'm in a giant aluminum <laughs> barrel, oh, no. and it's terrible. So, yeah.
0: One day we'll get back. To the
1: Pandemic CD. stuff.
0: Yeah.
4: How have you, one have day. you been, you, you had COVID at one point, but you're all good, right? I did have COVID at one point in 2020. I had it over, over Christmas. Oh, so I spent oh. that, I spent that spent that Christmas in my room, but now I'm back the, better than ever. That's <laughs> so Christmas last year. You know, I, I feel like I, I built up two Christmases in one. Yeah. So it made, it made it, made it the best Christmas ever, <laughs> it made it the best Christmas ever, you know, just going back home to my mom's house. So, you have a
1: nephew too right that must have been i fun do have nephew.
4: for christmas yeah yeah he's so cute he's so sweet his name is london does he call you well, Auntie I'm max he doesn't talk yet <laughs> he says like mama and dada right now but i've been trying to get him to like, just say auntie yeah Because i, I want to be the favorite it is my goal to just be the favorite at all times maybe like my narcissist's attitude is like coming in but i need it's totally natural i need to be the favorite do you bribe him? Do you just like bring him presents? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Give him a little treats. I don't know. <laughs> it's also great that I don't have to go home with this kid, so I can give him as much as I want, <laughs> and it's like send him off. You know, because that's not my problem. <laughs> I'm sure your sister loves that. She loves it. I know she does.
3: <laughs> it's actually grandmother mode.
0: Yeah. I have purchased my my niece and nephew like musical instruments, which my brother and my sister in law always get angry yeah because that's like it, the I,
1: worst I, kind of thing you can do
0: it's so funny I, I take them to a toy store i'm like just get whatever you want and then, like the, <laughs> my the loudest a,
1: possible thing
0: he came up to me with a toy accordion and i was like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i will buy that for you you can bring that home
3: have you gotten the drum kit yet
0: yes yeah well not a kit i i like a little starter just need drums. one yeah just well that's it's <laughs> that is true.
1: one's bad enough
3: pots and pans and a wooden spoon works for the rest of it i have,
4: have a drum this... kit behind me right now look at you oh, do you play you the can't... drums that's been my pandemic hobby is like trying to teach myself how to play the drums and I'm sure my neighbors love that
1: <laughs> So, <laughs> well it looks like is it like a drum pad thing like it's not yeah super it's like loud. a drum
4: pad thing yeah that's cool. um got it off the street so that's that's what hey. New York is great for just picking up stuff off the street have you made progress I think I have I don't know I don't have like a, a bar for it because I'm just like playing with myself if I'm actually bad, no one's going to know. Right. Do you, Except, play along, like,
1: do you play along to
4: songs? What's your favorite kind of stuff to play along to? I have this playlist on Spotify called Smelly Mosh Pits. This is just like the worst like punk music, you know, and I just play along to that thinking I sound good, but not actually knowing. If I sound it sounds like a good that. stress reliever at the very least. Yeah. If I'm like angry at work, I, my desk is obviously in front of me right now. And then I just turn my chair around just like, Get some aggression out and just go back working. There you go. I, I recommend it.
3: You've for, made good uh, use
4: of this pandemic. Exactly. Any other podcast pieces back there? Just get a drum set. We'll be fine.
0: That, that's good advice. That is good industry advice. Get a drum exactly. set. Exactly. From, from the two go.
4: years that I've been at work, <laughs> I guess. Where can people find your stuff? You can follow Trainer Road on Instagram, just Trainer Road. You can follow me on Twitter at Maxine Philavong. If you're feeling so inclined, I don't tweet anything anymore. I don't have any bangers. I'm too old
1: for it now. You're too um, old for it. Twenty two. <laughs> oh my God. I'm twenty four.
4: Actually. Oh, actually. Put that. Well, up. actually. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. Inspiration has been striking me lately, so I need to need to get back out there. But follow me on Twitter if you want to
1: wait with bated breath for the inspiration <laughs> to
4: strike.
0: All right, we'll drop those in the show notes for anyone who wants to follow Maxine. And Maxine, this has been so great. This is fantastic. So glad that I hear you're thriving and doing well, and still in the podcast game. That's amazing. yes.
4: Yes. super great success story i love it thank you guys again i can attribute all of my podcast knowledge to Company 60 i'm so happy that you guys are still doing this and it came back from hiatus but yeah this is super fun i will talk to you all later all right we'll talk to you all thanks right.
1: maxine
4: bye bye oh
0: that was great
1: she makes <clears> me <throat> feel so good
0: At the, that that right there that's like the big Yukon 360 success. That is that like someone's doing it as a career. She's in the big city and having a good time. Like I feel, I feel uh, so proud.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're like the proud parents.
0: Yeah, now it's it's back to uh, where it began. Just the three of us. I'm not going to sing an updated version of just the two of us because I was like. <laughs> Just
2: the
3: three of
0: us. The Will Smith version
1: or the uh, Bill Withers version?
0: Okay. Well, Bill Withers. Hey, Bill, I live in West Virginia, so Bill Withers. I love uh, all, Bill Withers. All day, every day. So, yeah, I think we're wrapping things up. Ken, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have you back, especially want to hear more about what people will be able to check out at Babbage next It'll
3: year. Be It'll be a while for that because it's going to take some time. But like I said, I'm trying to make it... Really interesting and make some sense out of the whole thing. I mean, I got so much stuff. That's the hard part is making decisions. The usual editor's discretion. I was just
1: going to say that's, that's what you're good at. The editor Editing uh,
3: yourself is the hardest thing. To it, do.
1: Is. it is. Ken, we miss you. We're glad you're, you're living it up golfing and getting into the music stuff, which is, you know what you're all about. So
3: and we have to bring Jack on the podcast the next time though. Yeah. Yes. haven't we'll say, met him yet.
1: Oh yeah. He's at daycare. You should meet him. We should go get drinks or dinner or something. Not Jack won't have drinks, but <laughs> we can we, we can go sit on a patio.
0: <laughs> for any law enforcement agents listening, we will not be giving the baby drinks.
1: The baby any drinks.
0: Everybody out there who's listening, thanks for, for accompanying us on this journey. Here's to a hundred more episodes. <laughs>
3: oh, jeez. Try and go uh, through one at a time, Tom. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah.
0: Here's to at least a few more episodes. But as always... You can find us online at UConn Podcasts on Twitter. You can find me at TJ Breen on Twitter. And you can find Julie at Julie Bartuka on Twitter. As always, please visit today.uconn.edu for the latest and greatest news about the University of Connecticut.
1: And magazine.uconn.edu. There's a brand new issue out in which I have a feature story.
0: Definitely check it out. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for 100 great episodes. We'll see you soon.